So, uh, Mark and Jeff, how much uh, was your guys' first wholesale deal? 40K. 40G? You, wait, do you guys hear that? 40, 40K. 40G? Man, can you guys imagine what that would do? That would, dude, that, I used to make 30K a year, man. So now, where did that, uh, where did that lead came from? That lead came from driving for dollars, actually, Kong. Driving for dollars. And then actually cold calling that, following up and cold. Oh, shoot. Okay, we're not going to have this internet issue here. What's going on? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, Jeff, Mark, we having – okay. Oh, mm -hmm. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, we, got some, uh, we got some internet issue, but we're good now. You guys – 40 G's, driving for dollar, D for D, boom. You guys, welcome to the Wholesale Chameleon family. We're back with another subscriber first wholesale deal interview. Today, I got Mark and Jess to come on to share with you guys um, basically the whole entire breakdown of the deals, what's going on, and how they close their first deals, and what it takes to make that happen, okay? So before I hand it over to them, for them to share with you guys your, their stories, for those of you who don't know, I am running a 2K web class happen on November 23rd. It's on a Saturday where I take on 20 people exclusively. It's like a web class just like this where I will, I will share with you all the tips, all the tools, all the strategy, all the system, a whole entire business blueprint layout. Answer any question you have because we get to interact back and forth just like this so you can take your business, your life to the next level. Listen to me. Whatever that is that you're missing right now, whether you're beginning or maybe you're trying to scale your business up, I don't care. Whatever you're missing right now, I am the missing link to your puzzle on that day. But it does cost $2,000 per person or per couple. If you're a massive action taker, if, like, listen, if, you don't, like, if, if you're not going to take action, this is not for you. This is for those of you who's going to, listen, knowledge without action, knowledge without execution is worthless. So if you don't take actions, it's, don't waste the money. But, so shoot an email over to wholesale2millions at gmail.com and we'll let, and uh, I'm ready to rock and roll with you, man. So no further ado, you guys put your hand, put your thumb together. Help me welcome Mark and Jeff. What's going on guys? What's going on, What's going Kong? On? Dude, well, first of all, where are you guys based out of? Uh, we're out of uh, Silicon Valley. So specifically San Jose, California. San Jose, wait, and is, yeah. this, deal, is this deal from San Jose? It's, uh, it's about 30 miles out. It, it's actually from Morgan Hill, California. Got it, got it. Because I know San Jose is super competitive. So Crazy competitive. I'll be, dude, and if you guys get a deal, I want to hear all about it. So anyways, you guys, um, um, Mark, Jeff, first of all, I want to know your stories. Like, how do you guys come in partner? Like, I, I want to know the dirt. And then, and, then, and then lead into the first wholesale deal. Okay. Yeah, so uh, actually me and Mark partnered up about, I would say, a year, almost what, like a year and a half ago? A year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. And uh, we actually met through um, our, our actual jobs at the time. Um, me being uh, my industry, you know, kind of coincided with his, and we, uh, we met through that way and um, decided to partner up and, and uh, start investing our time into – building something bigger for ourselves. And uh, yeah, that's how we met. And uh, yeah, you know, just to, to kind of elaborate that, I work in a security operations center. So I work more on the technical side of security. Jeff is, uh, he's on the electrician side. 
So he installs the software and I actually operate it with my company. It's funny the way we met, Jeff came into the office and uh, during my lunches, all I do is read. You know, I read, I study, I do whatever I can to, to continue to develop myself. So I had a, a no money down real estate book and Jeff's like, hey man, like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm learning about real estate here. And he's like, what? So am I, man. <laughs> and honestly, long story short, that's where we partnered from. Yeah, yeah, we're so both how, we're both big into personal the development. Yeah. We're both in a big into personal development, and then we both you know have the real estate in in uh, common. We were like, man, let's let's partner up and really hit this hit this hard together, you know? Nice man. So if you guys don't mind me asking, man, how how old are you? Thirty. Thirty. I just, just turned thirty. Yep. So uh, Jeff, you're thirty, and Mark, how old are you? I'm thirty-one. Oh dang, dude, I'm thirty-five. Okay, there we go. Dang, dude. We're right dirty. behind you, Kong. Dude, Jeff, dirty 30, bro. Dirty 30, yeah. Already passed. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Dude, no, bro. Now it's money. Dude, money, money 30. 30. Yeah, big money time. Money 30, bro. Okay. Big time. Big so, time. Wait, okay, so now how long, how, long, how long have you guys been working at the J-O-B for, bro? Uh, I've been doing it for about close to 10 years, about eight, eight years or so. Yeah. Yeah. Been Man. grinding for that long. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha, bro. So eight years and now, so I guess the question is why real estates? Well, I mean, it's funny. We kind of both always had, you know, that's what we also had in common too. We always envisioned getting into real estate. We just really didn't know where to start, how to get into it. We always probably like a lot of people, um, believe that you had to have, you know, a lot of money to be able to get into real estate, right? To play the game. Yep. And then, uh, you know, as we started researching more, we, we came across wholesaling. We were like, man, is this, cause is, is this, is this real? You know, can we really do this? Uh, and then that started the journey. That started the journey, man. Gotcha, man. So, so what, so, so when did you guys, uh, actually discover, um, wholesaling? You know, uh, personally, it's funny. I've known about wholesaling for a long time, maybe uh, seven to eight years now. Mm. And so, uh, you know, like Jeff was saying, I've always been ambitious for success. I've always wanted to do something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like some people want to develop a tech company. They want to go create different companies, but it costs money. Like it takes a lot of cash flow to actually do something like that. Yep. So for me, I started looking into real estate. And I followed all the podcasts, Bigger Pockets, um, you know, just all of them out there. And a lot of it is in relation to multifamily. So I was like, man, like I don't got a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars to put down on multifamily. I don't have a hundred thousand dollars to invest in fix and flipping. But what's this no money real estate thing about? Wholesaling. Yeah. So then we got into wholesaling, started watching videos from you. Um, Max Maxwell, just all these big people and got into it. But from your question, a year and a half. Gotcha. So, about so, a year and a half. gotcha. So, yeah. basically, about a year, a year and a half ago, where you guys really took it serious and took action. Uh, a year and three months to be exact. So, yeah. like, we, we found out about it about a year and a half ago. And then we took our first course, really started taking it serious, and a year and three months to be exact. Wow. So it took you guys a one year and three months to close your first deal. But, but you know what too, Kong, um, yep. 
because I don't want people to be out there and be like, dang, it's going to take a year and three months. Right. We didn't work as hard as we should have. Mm. I'd say we operated at 60, 70%. Right. So if someone really went out there, 10x it, 120% into the business, we could have done this in, I'll give you a story, Kong. The deal we closed, Um, <clears throat> okay. You're back, Mark. I apologize, man. You're back. Did you catch that call? No, I didn't. So I said, I said, uh, to be honest, the, the deal that we just closed, we had it in our driving for dollars list for at least four or five months. Wow. Before possibly, we even, before we even called it. Yeah. yeah. And we got very lucky because when we did call it, they actually had, they already had a buyer. And so I spoke to the guy and he was like, Hey man, uh, you know, you just called about a week or two, you know, too late. We actually have a buyer, but, uh, if it doesn't go through, I'll call you back. And so just thankfully the guy couldn't, he couldn't move on it, whether he didn't have the profits or the funds or whatever it may be. And that's how we came into the deal. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and then, um, and then I'm going to let you guys share, uh, your first deal, but really quickly, is that um, I appreciate Mark point that out. Now, listen, some have start, like the day, they start 30 days later, they got a deal. Some took six months. Right. Mark and Jeff took a year. Really, it depends on how much time, how much action you take, how much work you put into it. So, for the, for, so they also set an example for those that are only six months in and you're whining, complaining, like, oh, I want to give up because, uh, dude, they took a year and three months. I took six months. Other people took other. I've known some people that took them two years. Right. So the the reason why they got their first deal is just like everybody of every single one of us. They didn't give up. They just keep on going. So, okay. um, Now let's hear about the first deal, man. I guess I can do it since I I found it. Um, Basically. So we operate here, here in the Bay area, but I live in uh, Gilroy, California. Mm. And so that's about, 15, 20 minutes from uh, Morgan Hill. And so basically on my way home, Google Maps directed me into a different location, past this house in Morgan Hill, caught my eye. I can tell it was vacant. I saw all the distress signs of a, of a property that was gonna be beneficial to wholesaling and uh, basically took the address down, put it in the deal machine, um, skip traced the number, called them six months later, and thankfully, they had not sold it. Um, they were in the process of a deal, but that, that's how we came into the deal. It was driving for dollars. Gotcha. And for those of you who's listening, if you, ha- if you, if you, if, if like one of your, one of your, one of your source is driving for dollars, you like, do you don't, you don't have deal machines? Like you need to get deal machines. All right. Yeah, yeah, deal machine and, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, for if, sure. If, and if you use the code WTM, um, you get a $40 credit, I'll get a $40 credit. But deal machines will help you tremendously, tremendously when driving for dollars. All right, so now uh, tell, tell me about uh, the details, how you guys came in, like uh, how's, how's the compensation with the seller goes and all of that, man. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, important that before we get into that real quick, it was uh, we used a, dry, a deal machine, right? And we sent out a postcard um, just like everyone I'm sure does. 
but it's important that you, you got to be proactive, right? We sent the, we sent the postcard, but instead of waiting for them to call us, um, you know, we actually followed up, skip traced it, like you said, Kong, and reached out to them directly. And uh, come to find out later on, he did actually have the postcard. He kept it, kept it in his little binder where he had all the information for that property. Um, uh, but just that wasn't enough for him to call us, right? He kept it. He was like, man, this might come in handy one day. Um, but that wasn't enough for him to, to move on it. It took us reaching out to him and saying, hey, we're interested. We want to come take a look at it. You know, what do we have to do? Um, so, you know, for people watching, being proactive, just because you sent the postcard, you know, do do uh, as much as you can to get a hold of that person. You don't want to have to just sit around and wait, you know, for them to contact you. You reach out to them. Uh, uh, I think that's very important. Absolutely, Jeff. Agree 100%. Because I get people DM and email me said, well, Kong, I, um, I call them and they don't answer. What else should I do? Dude, do everything, man. Shoot them yeah, an yeah. email, shoot them a text message, right. send them a postcard, send them a letter. Drive to their house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. No, yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of times if it's absentee owner, find out where do they actually live. If, you know, if you had to go knock on that door, man, if you can't get a hold of them, you know, do whatever it takes to get a hold of that person because you never know what's on that other, what's on the other side of that. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So now let's get into uh, the deal. So obviously when you guys call the seller said it's under contract with another buyer, I want to know the details. What's the next step you guys did? um you know follow-up so again like you just said we you know I, I gave the guy a call and at the time he was like hey you know um he was like we are interested in selling although there's another person who already made an offer coincidentally it was one it, it was it was one of his past friends so he had priority over the deal but it wasn't in contract Mm. The guy had yeah, just said, contract. Yeah, the yep. guy had just said, Hey, you know, I'm willing to purchase this property. Um, you know, can, can I take it? Long story short, for whatever reason, the person did not move on it. He ended up calling us back. Um, and we got the property under contract. And from there, I mean, the basic, uh, the basic steps of got our buyers list together, shot it out, got a few responses, showed the property. And luckily on the first buyer, he purchased the property. Gotcha, man. Okay. So it was pretty simplistic. I mean, it wasn't, I know there's other stories out there of, of uh, these like crazy strategies people are using, but this was simplistic. It was straightforward, yeah. very straightforward. I got you, man. So, okay. So the seller calls you back. Now, Mark, the seller calls you back. Did you guys go out to see the property or you lock it up on the contract over the phone? We went belly to belly. Yeah, we actually made an appointment, yeah, set up did. appointment, went out and saw it. Um, I think what really, because um, like what Mark said, they had somebody else that they were waiting on and it came through a good friend of his so that mm -hmm. he wanted to honor that. Um, but I think what, what really was big for us, we went out and we went on that appointment and we really built rapport with them. <clears throat> rapport was very huge in this deal. Um, and so by building that really solid foundation with them, um, as soon as, you know, things got rocky with the other person, um, they were like, well, okay, I guess we're going to go with Mark and Jeff. And uh, yeah, they reached out to us and said, hey, you know, that didn't work. You know, how, how can we get this done? Gotcha, man. Gotcha. Yeah. So now what was the, um, so when, when, so when the phone, so the first, so the call, the seller calls you guys back, you, just, you, you, you start talking, Mark. Did, did you get a number? Uh, like, 
like, were there any negotiating? Do you got any price or did you went out and meet at the property? Yeah. So I'll be very transparent with this because this is, uh, this is honestly the power of rapport and I'll let Jeff speak on the rapport. Man, I, I got to apologize, you guys. Um, mm, it's got to be my internet. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on. All right. Uh, I'm going to get some hate on this. Jeff, Mark, okay. If you can say that again, yeah, Mark, sorry. it's my internet, dude. <laughs> that's, that's all right. Sorry, Tom. Can, can you, you got me now, yep. Tom? I can hear you perfectly now, man. So to be, to be very transparent, when, when we first... We, we never got the property under contract. We just verbally gave them a price in which we were going to provide to them. And they accepted it. Now, we didn't run the comparables as accurately as we should have. So I got the, I told them we purchased the property for, what was it 650? Mm, no, 650. Six, no, 600. Was it 600? Yeah, 600. For 600. I told them we'd, we'd, we'd do the property for 600. We send it out to a few people. We have a couple friends who do fix and flips and they're like, dude, this property needs to be in like the five fifties, man, for us to even consider it. Yeah. And we're like, oh, shoot, we don't even got a deal now. Like, this is crazy. So long story short, uh, I called Jeff and I'm like, Jeff, some bad news, man. Like the comparables weren't run accurately. I've talked to about three or four fix and flippers. We need to be at 550 for them to even consider this. And I'll let Jeff talk about the rapport section of that. Yeah, and then so, you know, and, and knowing that, um, it was actually the, the homeowners wanted 600. That's what they were looking for. That's, that was their number. That's where they were at. Mm -hmm. So I knew that going in, um, but knew where, you know, our buyers were looking to be at. And we were, you know, we had some, some room to go. And uh, I actually went and met with them at their, at their house, not, not the property house, but where they lived. And, uh, you know, sat down with, at the table with them really just you know built some more rapport and um just i mean at the power of of anchoring low you know because we never really established any set price you know that was what i was there to negotiate and uh you know listen to podcasts listen to different people like yourself calling it the power of you know you feel like oh man you know can i really come in and say you know offer them a hundred thousand dollars less than where they where they want to be at you know, it's, it's, and I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people watching this that'll have that feeling of, man, I, I don't think they'll ever go for that. Right. You, you don't think it's ever going to work. And, um, you know, I just, uh, did what I had to do, man, went in there and offered them. We, we negotiated a little bit, um, got some laughs out of it, you know, gave them a real low ball number. And then we kind of worked from there and we end up settling at, uh, what was that? Five, five, fifteen. 515 is what we said. No, 510. Oh, 510. Yeah, excuse 510. me. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah, we okay. said that 510. I know Kong's going to run the numbers. So. Yep, yep. Okay, so yeah, hold on a second. So, Jeff, so when Mark, when you get on the phone with the seller, when the seller calls back and says, hey, the other deal didn't work, hey, yeah. I want to work with you, the seller's right. asking 600 Gs. Yep. And Mark, no, no, you. No. Well, well let me, so we actually, so the, the, the guy prior to us was offering 600, mm -hmm. but we had never negotiated the price. So they just called me back and they're like, Hey, Mark, uh, looks like, uh, the guy didn't come through. Do you still want it? And we're like, yeah, sure. Before talking any price at all. Mm -hmm. So Jeff and I went to, uh, Jeff and I went to the house and, you know, 
going back to the rapport part, we really sat there and spoke with the sellers for at least an hour and a half, two hours, not even talking about real estate, just talking about personal lives, why they were selling the property, so forth. But uh, to go back to your point, we went in there blind. We didn't even offer a price yet. Yeah, right. We didn't even offer the price yet. I got you. But, but so the seller, the one that mentioned, hey, you know what? The seller wants 600 for it. Yes. And you guys, at this time, you said it was just a verbal. There's no agreement. So, so, so you verbally agreed to 600 I actually told them I'd give them 625 Okay. Gotcha. So, and, and that was like in the, in the prior to knowing yeah. exactly where we had to be as far as, you know, buyers actually really coming in and being serious about taking the property. Right. You know? And then, so after knowing all that information, you know, we had to come back to the drawing board, like, man, we really got to be, you know, this number and under. Right. Right. So we knew where our target, our target was. Right. Right. Okay. So now Mark, you're saying, okay, the seller asking for 600, but you say you pay 625. From the comparables that I ran, I was estimating the property to be a little higher than expected. And uh, I wasn't including escrow fees and all that other good stuff from the sales side of it. Right. So honestly, the it was just comparables. Right. And, and, but, and at that I time, the 625 came up, it was more like uh, the other person was still in play. Mark was trying to make, you know, a competitive, mm. uh, competitive no, no, pricing. I, I'm just going to you know. be transparent. I, I don't want people to think like we're some super intelligent people. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Right. I ran some comparables that I thought were accurate. Right. They were not accurate. So. Right. So, and hey, you know what? That's, I, Mark, Jeff, I love it. You know, no BS, just straight out like it is. Okay. Right. So you guys both went out to meet the seller for the first time. Yeah. Seller said the seller won 600, but, but under, you guys are like, hey, there's still the other person right. that are in play. You did right. your research. And at this time, I want to know, at this, when you guys went out, Mark, you did your research, what did you estimate the ARV were, was to be? I was estimating it at about... 800 to 825, depending on what the person came in and did the property. Let's okay. Just say 800. Okay. 800. Uh, okay. Got it. And what did you guys estimate the rehab to be? Like 50, like 50,000. Got it. Okay. Now that is when you estimate the rehab, is that pr before meeting the seller or after meeting the seller? That was, uh, that was prior. When to, was that? That was, that prior, was prior. Yeah, that was prior. Yeah. We did everything prior. Okay, got it. So, so you went, okay, got it, got it. So you went out to meet the seller. You sit down, built a report, chat with the seller. Seller said, hey, I want 600. Did you ask any questions before making the 625? Or did you just throw out the 625, Mark? I mean, you know, we asked the basic questions. When was your last renovations? You know? No, 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 man. I mean, like, I, I want to know, did you ask any negotiating questions? Oh, no. Dude, for example, if Mark, you were the seller, you say, hey, I want 600. Mm -hmm. And then obviously there's a buy. Let's just say Jeff is, Jeff is the buy in the back. The question I, I would ask before mentioning a number is I would have say, so um, I would have said, I would have said something like that. I would have said, well, Mark, so if, if I can get my partner here, if we can agree on the 600, are you ready to move forward with us mm. or not? 
if, if the seller say, no, if you, if you do 600, the other buyer is going to do 600, you know, I'm going to go with my friend. Then here should be the next question. Oh, shoot. I froze. So hold on a second. I don't know what's going on with my internet today, man. Mark, Jeff, dude, this is killing me, man. We're running out of time. Yeah. Mark, Jeff, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we're sorry about that. Huh? Okay, no problem, man. Okay, so the next question I would have got, I would have said is, I would have said this. I said, I would have said, Mark, so what price do we need to be at for us to move forward to do this deal right now? Mm. You see what? Because yeah. the seller could have said, you know what? Well, the other guy did want six, 600, I'll do 605. Well, in this case, the number's still too high. I understand that. But at least, at least you want to be the one that, that ask and then let the seller mention a number. The seller right. could have said, the seller could have said 605, man, or 610. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. But, okay. But oh, okay. So now I want to know. So you guys didn't lock it up on the contract. It was a verbal agreement. And then you went out and you send the deal out to your buyer for how much? We sent it out for 700. Was yeah. it? What was it? What was it? <laughs> I, I, I want to say originally it was like, I thought Seven. it was 650, but. Was it? Yeah. I don't remember, man. I, yeah, what he originally had, I, I can't remember what the exact number was, but what we put it out at, everyone was like, yeah, no, that's gotcha. so, way too high. Gotcha. So you guys put it that's out for six. That's the response we were getting. I yeah. see. So, 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 so you guys put it out for 650. Yeah. Gotcha. So for those of you who's watching and listening right now, listen to me. If you have not, if you don't have a property under contract, you cannot, you, you cannot, like, you have no rights to market and try to sell it because it's illegal. See, right. the contract is what's allow you to have that power to market your deal. So without it, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, unless you have, you know, like obviously Jeff and Mark were, were just doing whatever it takes. But for those well, of you who slipped. Yeah, for, we sent it out to a, a friend of ours that yeah. was, we, we pretty much asked him, what would you pay for this? Gotcha. gotcha. We didn't really officially market it like, you know, how okay. we normally would. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I just want to make sure, I just want to make sure those of you who's watching, who's listening to this, you know, until you have a contract, you can't really market the property. Okay. Right. FYI. Equitable interest. Yes. Right. Correct. Good call. Okay. So you sent out and then everybody said, well, they need to be at 550. And then now you guys go back and renegotiate with the seller. I want to yeah. know, I want to know the renegotiating part. How did it go? Uh, well, I mean, you know, me going, you know, us going in there knowing where they wanted to be, but knowing where we had to be. Uh, I knew that I really had to reiterate that rapport, really build it, and, and, and really just kind of explain to them as to why we had to be where we had to be. Um, you know, it was going to cost. And so we had said 50, 60,000 with renovations. And then we had went out and viewed the property and realized, yeah, it's probably going to be a lot more. It's going to be more like 80, 90. So that was one thing. And, you know, we explained to them closing costs and all that kind of stuff. And just really explained why, you know, it was going to be uh, where we had to be at. And, uh, you know, I offered them, I came in and offered them at 500 mm. and uh, explained to them that we, you know, we take care of all closing costs, everything like that. And he said, you going to take care of all the closing costs? I said, yes, absolutely. And he said, you know what? Okay. Um, you got a deal at 510. And so we shook on it right there, signed the paperwork, um, got it officially under contract. And uh, yeah, it was a fantastic feeling. Fantastic feeling, Kong, that's for sure. 
Gotcha, man. Okay, so you got it. Okay, so you just got it at 5'10". Mm-hmm. Now, how long do you lock it up for? Uh, we had 30, a, It was a 30 day, seven day inspection, 30 day close. Yeah. 30 days closing and, yep. you, and seven days inspection. Period. Yep. Yeah. Here's my next question for you. Who brought up the, who brought up the seven days inspection? Um, we got that from a, uh, so we went through a mentorship program and, um, it was through one of our buddies and I think to tell people this too, like be careful who you get mentored by because we got mentored by someone who did one wholesale deal, <laughs> but in theory, he was, he, he's, he's still a, he's a fix and flipper though. Yeah. So, um, he basically just gave us his contract. We ran with it and mm. uh, that's where we got the inspection. And, and gotcha. But my question is at the time of negotiating, who brought it up? You guys brought it up, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I had it in the, we had it in the contract. And so, you know, I was going over all the contract points with them and just kind of, um, you know, actually they weren't too concerned about that. Um, I just explained, you know, this is what's happened before, you know, we put this in here just to make sure that we're able to cover everything before, you know, going forth. There's nothing, no crazy foundation issues or anything that we don't know about that could be a deal breaker. Right. See, the, the thing is, you guys, the reason why I asked Mark uh, and Jeff these questions is so you guys understand like if you don't bring it up the seller like like you like the seller you listen our goal as a wholesaler is to tie the prop up as long as possible and once we find a buyer to close it as quickly as possible right so if you if, if the seller doesn't bring it up you lock it up for under contract for 30 days that give you a 30 days to find your buyers but if you're the one who mentions say hey we got a, thir- a seven days inspection on this so now the seller knows. So after the seven days, if you can't move forward, this the the this this going to get canceled. So I'm telling you that, like the seller, like you don't need to bring that, like you don't need to bring it up to the seller like that. Just say, hey, we come together agreement for 30 days here, and within mm-hmm. that 30 days period, we're gonna go, you know, we're, we're gonna go do our thing. We're gonna have some contracts to go in. You know what I'm saying? So do, so 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 don't need to say things that is not being asked by the seller. If the seller yeah. asks, then yes. If the seller okay. would ask, you come back and ask the seller back, dude. Like never drop no number. So if the seller asks me, well, so how much, so I, I, I understand you're closing 30 days. So I, I can't tie the contract up with you for 30 days. I mean, so how long do you need for inspection? You don't mention a number, man. You go back and say, well, Jeff, Mark, how long can you give me? How long can you give us? You see that? Make them say a number. Yes, correct. Always, dude. Always. All right. Very important. So now, um, so let me see here, man. So, okay. Now you lock it up in a contract. How much was the earnest money? It was supposed to be a $3,000 EMD, but um, we never even put an EMD down, to be honest. Okay. Now, who mentioned the earnest money? We did Okay. So for those of so no, no, get, what, can, I, can I ask you a question? No, are you saying EMD from A to B or from B to C? No, um, earnest money between you and the seller. Oh, oh no, we didn't. No, no, we never no, brought that up. Yeah. Okay, good. So yeah. there were, so, but what did you guys end up uh, putting in your contract? We, we actually did put a $3,000 EMD. In the, okay. In yeah. the, in the agreement between you and the seller. Yeah. Gotcha. So the things you guys obviously earnest money. Most sell if you deal directly with a homeowner, a seller. Oh God, I, I, I man, this is killing me. 
I freeze up again. Oh my God. So hold on a second, man. I freeze up again. You guys, for those of you, when you like the interview where I break it down and ask questions like this, show me some love and smash the thumbs up. Um, I, I know that some other interview, pe people don't break it down like this because I really want you guys to understand here. So the earnest money, listen, if you deal directly with a home a seller, most sellers don't bring up earnest money, don't even know if there's earnest money. All they worry about is one, I don't want to be scammed. Second is I just need to get the amount of money that we talk about and agreed upon and there's no shady things happen, okay? So if the seller don't bring up, you, you, can put in the, you can put in the agreement at any amount. So if you watch some of those one that I did, you know, people put $1. So, okay, so now here's my next man. So you lock it up, you went and sent it out. You sent, I, you sent it out to the buyer, I guess, for $550, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And how do you found your buyers? So we actually didn't send it out to the buyer for 550. Hmm. So we had it at 650 and uh, basically we're going to be very honest. We had two buyers. That is it. Wait, 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 wait a second. 650. I, I thought you lock it up in a contract for 510. That, okay. So you're saying after, uh, yes, yeah, that's basically yep. afterwards. Yep. Yeah. But, but the reason, okay. Um, yeah, there's a missing piece to that story sure. there. Yeah, so basically the way we got to the 510 yep. is we had the buyers come out and uh, one of the buyers was a local real estate agent. Mm. And so he came to me and he was like, hey, Mark, like, I'll take this at 555, man. I was like, I'll take this at 555. And the only reason for being, he can reduce his agent cost yep. because he wasn't going to have to pay any of that. Yep. And basically that was going to eliminate, you know, a lot of the fees. So he told us, you know, he'll take it at 555 and then that's when we put it out to him. Okay. I just want to make sure I understand this. So when you sent it out for 625 or 650. Yeah. You got two buyers that was interested. Yes. You set up the showing. Yes. Right. You set up the showing and after they walk through the property, they're like, wow, there's a lot of work to the property. And right. one of them came back and told you, hey, I can't do it for that, but I can do it for five fifty-five. Yes, yeah, exactly. So now you know that, hey, I got a buyer already at five fifty-five. Yes. So you went back and renegotiate turning a no deal into a deal. Yes, okay. exactly. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, that was so you, the missing piece, but yes, exactly. I, I got it. So you, went, so, so you went back and you negotiated for, and then got under contract for five ten. So that should have been a, uh, what is it? That should have been a be like 45. 45. But why did it turn out to be a 40? So <laughs> it's a funny story. I'll give you the story for uh, our closing. So um, originally we wanted to double close. That's what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So we were looking for transactional funding. We're looking for other sources to double close. And so what happened is we have a buddy who's going to be watching this. And he's a wholesaler in Atlanta. Yeah. So he was like, hey, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was asking him, because again, we're brand new, man. Like we don't, you know what I mean? We've never gone through this process. So the people really understand. So I call him, I, I give him the situation and he's like, hey, I work with uh, a company, you know, in Georgia, they double close. Why don't I just call them and maybe they can double close for you. Long story short, we ended up going with that, that company in Atlanta I don't want to say the name because I don't know the legal aspects of it. Sure. Go with that yeah. company in Atlanta and we're dealing with our title company here in, in uh, Morgan Hill. Long story short, again, our title company in Morgan Hill says, 
Oh, they didn't, they didn't know what a, a double close was. They've never done a double close before. And so basically um, they told us like, hey, if we're gonna do this double transaction, we're gonna have to eliminate the company on, or the title company on the other side. And so the other company, they charge us the 800, they charge us like a, it's like an $850 attorney fee. And then double closing for the company we went with was about $3,000. So it brought us down to like $40,859 total. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So based, so you guys already find a buyer already. So when you got the reductions, you already got the buyer line up in place yep. and the buyer drop off a $3,000 non-refundable. Yeah. Got yeah, it. Yes. Okay. Now here's my next questions. Who mentioned that? We did. Gotcha. Well, with, with the buyer, is yep. that what you mean? Yep. Well, the, I mean, it was actually the buyer who was, he, he brought up uh, EMD. Um, gotcha. And, and we kind of agreed upon would that be, we, we wanted to know that he was going to be having skin in the game, right? If we want to have that in so that we know that he's serious, right? I got you, bro. Um, so that, yeah, that's where that came up at. Gotcha. The, the reason, dude, is, is, is I'm going to help you guys with future deals. And this just happened to, this has just happened to, um, so I was just on the phone with Alex. Alex is my second student. So here's, okay, so the buyer said, hey, I can drop off a $3,000 non-refundable deposit mm. right so the buyer's the one who mentioned that right no he, he did not mention that so who mentioned i want to know is we brought it to him i told him i said because i sat down with him okay and i said hey you're gonna need to put it down you're gonna need to put down a three thousand dollar emd got got it got it got it got it bro so the next time <laughs> then you you guys are mentioning the next time what you should do is saying hey so what you want to do is I, I told Alex the exact same thing. You don't want to be the one that, that is negotiating, whether with the seller or with the buyer. You do not want to be the decision maker. You do not want to be the one that, um, so the reason why is because you want to be, so now you got a partner. So Jeff and Mark, like you can be good guys and bad guys. So if I were, if, if so let's just say Jeff and I were partner on this, I would have come to you, Mark. And I would say, um, I would say, okay, well, Mark, um, I understand you are ready to move forward. Um, but how much can, how much of, uh, of a, uh, of an unrefundable deposit can you put down uh, Mark? Then I'll let the, you man, because I asked that question, man, yeah. I, I, because I asked that question on, on deals that I'm doing like 300, 400, 500,000, dude, I get buyers put down five, 10, like five is the, five is the small 10, 15, 20,000, 25,000 non-refundable deposit. Mm, wow. That's a good you, point. You, you see, because if you don't ask, if you're the one who mentioned, if you don't ask, if you don't ask, like you, like, how would you know? Like they could have thought, oh, you know what? I want this deal. I want to lock it in. I want to let them know right. I'm serious. Hey, ten, ten thousand dollars. Right. And we said now, three, and he would have been able to put yeah, down ten or fifteen. Yeah, ten or fifteen. So when he, right. so when, so there more. Obviously, you and I both understand we want him to have as much skin in the game as possible, right? So right. If they walk away. Boom, gone, man. So watch this, man. So let, so if you were to ask that question mark, so let's just say if, 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 if I asked you the question and this, what you, and let's just say this, what you said, you said, yeah, you know what Kong I can do, man. Um, I can do 3000. Here's what, here's what I would say, man. Oh, Jesus. Freeze again. Jeez. I'm going to get so much hate on this. <laughs> Please don't hate on this video. I'm trying to, I'm trying to add value and I'm trying to give you guys some great content here, man. But the internet is killing me, dude. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, I, 
I'm sorry. Okay. So Mark, I, I would have come to you, man. And then Mark, if you were to say, yeah, 3000 is the most dude, negotiating is key when it comes to, uh, to things. If Mark, if you would have said 3000, I would have said, well, you know, Mark, my partner, Jeff, you know, typically he likes to see around 5,000. Would right. you be able, would you be able to do that? Cause this, this, this is, you know, so that's what I would say. So earlier, this is exactly what happened to Alex. Okay. Alex said he got a buyer and a buyer said, Hey, you know, I can only do like 1000, 1000 is the most I can. So he texts back exact same thing and said, my partner said that, you know what we got, you know, could you do 2,500 just to make sure uh, that we got a solid deal here? And the guy said, yes, you mm -hmm. see? So now when he walks away, you know, he loses, he loses 25, not a thousand, but okay, let's, let's move on, man. And how quick, how quick was the closing with the buyer? The closing was, uh, so it actually took a little long, well, the closing from the contract period or from just in general. So when you guys found the buyer, so obviously it didn't, it took you guys, uh, two it, days or whatever, right. To find yeah. that buyer. It, now, it, probably, it probably took, uh, what do you think? A little over 30 days? Well, yeah, we, we had set to close on the 30th, October 30th. And the reason and so is... that was like two, it was like almost three weeks. We gave, we, we, we gave them time to um, get everything out and do everything that the seller needed to do. Well, not, not only that too. So one of the issues was the house, it wasn't probate, but it was a trustee property. Okay. So we had to get a lot of the legal information. Right. Um, and then dealing with the title companies was an issue too. They were going back and forth saying, this isn't illegal, this is legal. Right. So it was kind of a mess at the title company. And gotcha. so it went, yeah, that, that's, that's why it took a little longer than expected. Gotcha, okay. So I'm gonna help you guys out. So that way the next one, the, the you guys are gonna crush. So Please, my, Please. Yeah, so, so, so here's my next question. How, when, when you found that buyer, how quick did that buyer say that, that he can close? He was ready to close immediately. Okay, so, but what do you set it out to close? Like seven days, five days, or what? Uh, we did, uh, because he said he had to move some money, yep. uh, it was 10 days. 10 okay, days. gotcha, okay, so, okay, so 10 days, okay, so 10 day closing, but because of all the issue, it ended yeah. up to be about 30 days. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm running behind schedule, but okay. So 10 days. Okay, good. So if listen, for those of you who say calm, when I filter my buyers, how do I know which one is solid or not? The solid buyer said, Hey, if I, once I walk through the property, if it's all good, I'm ready to close five days, 10 days, two weeks is the most. All right. Cause some of them will have to get hard money and hard money takes about two weeks, 15 days, right? They can wrap it up. If you get any buyer that say, Hey, I need a 30 days closing dude, those are weak. Those are weak yeah. sauce, yeah. not a solid, not a solid buyers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the buyer was ready to move ASAP. Yeah. It was the seller needed a little bit of time and uh, that kind of thing. So gotcha. He gotcha. was ready to go. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh my God, dude. We, we I, betted him definitely for sure. Gotcha. Okay. So basically the, the property was, was owner occupied, right? No, no, it no. Was it was vacant. It was vacant. Yeah. Oh, it was vacant, but the seller yeah. needs, needs, needs to get some yeah. stuff. Yeah, they had a lot of stuff in this garage and stuff like that. Yeah. Gotcha. It was, it was okay. an older older couple too. So I see. Got it. Got it. Got it. So the thing is, you guys, we don't have time uh, anymore. I'm running out of time. But in the future, if you have a seller, you want to close at ASAP and you yeah. just tell your buyer, hey, after after closing, seller would need X amount of days to vacate. So that right, way you right. can close on it and don't have an, don't have to wait until the seller move all the stuff out or or, or wait. Does that right. make sense? 
Yep, absolutely. Gotcha. Because obviously we want to get the money ASAP. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, I mean, that is, so let me see if I'm missing. I mean, that's pretty much it. Well, you guys, Jeff, Mark, I want to say congrats on your first deal. That's Thank awesome. You, Appreciate it, man. Hey, no problem. So now any last, so first of all, how do people connect with you, man? Um, it's funny. Uh, we don't, we don't have any social media right now. Um, I personally don't have any social media. Okay. So, uh, I think, uh, I think Jeff has, Jeff I mean, has probably, probably, the, probably the best way to do it right now would be, um, markjeffrey.development at gmail.com. If, uh, anybody has any questions, wants to reach out to us, has any, uh, deals that they need help with that anyone here local in the Northern California area. Um, yeah, definitely reach out to us and, uh, you know, we, we got to get social media up and running. Definitely. That's, that's huge. Uh, we've been slacking on that. So, uh, we definitely going to get that up and running too. Got it. Okay. So the thing is I'll make sure that I'll put, um, so Jeff and Mark, so the best way to con to reach out, to network with you guys is the email address you just gave me, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll make sure I put that in the descriptions. Now, now I want you guys, I'm going to let you guys wrap it up. How, like, what are some last word, inspiration, motivation tips, whatever it is that you want to share with the audience, man? I would just say um, to everybody who's watching, just perseverance, man. Um, you know, don't take our journey. You know, every journey, everyone's journey is is different, right? Don't, man, it took them a year and three months. Oh, I don't know if I could do, you know, don't let our journey dictate what you, you can do. Don't let any limitations on yourself, um, but just uh, a grind daily and, and just fall forward, man. You know, like we didn't know what we were doing, you know, we, we fell and, and but we, we made it through and, uh, and it's definitely going to spark us to, you know, we're going to the top, man. So awesome. Mark, uh, Mark, uh, do you want to say anything? Yeah. yeah. I mean, just to piggyback off of Jeff, you just got to believe, I mean, it's possible you can see through this interview, yep. all the mistakes we've made, everything we've done incorrect, but at the end of the day, we have a $40,000 check. <laughs> That's right. It's possible. You just yep. got to believe and don't be afraid to talk to people. Yep. Exactly. Love it, man. Yeah, man, the, the thing is, listen, uh, what Jeff just said, I agree. Listen, like, like, like don't let my, my, my limited belief or, or whatever it is, like limit you, right? Like, 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 don't like, we all come different walk of life. So don't let my six month, don't let Jeff year and, and three months or whatever it is, hold you back from your potential. Okay. Right. Exactly. So, and you guys, I appreciate the transparency. I appreciate the honesty. And obviously, most importantly, I appreciate you guys' time to jump on to share your story. I'm sure this is going to inspire and motivate a lot of, um, a lot of uh, people out there, man. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank we appreciate you, it, Kong. Thank you no, very much. No man. problem at all. For those of you who haven't followed me on Instagram, hit me up on IG. Go to Kong, K-H-A-N-G dot like a period, W-T-M. Thank you so much, you guys. Take care and have a great rest thank of your day. Ciao.